Welcome to the Outward OPC podcast. Outward OPC is a work of the Committee on Home Missions, and it exists to encourage zeal for reaching the lost and to be a tool for the OPC and other Reformed churches to be more effective in reaching people outside the church. You can check out the website at outwardopc.com for articles, videos, and tools to help you and your church be more outward in your ministry. Now on with today's episode. Brad Herzog here for Outward OPC, and today I have Mark Sumter with me. Mark is the regional home missionary for the Presbytery of the Southwest. Uh, He has spent a lot of time ministering in the OPC, first as a local pastor, and now helping them uh, as a regional home missionary to oversee sort of church planting efforts, and we'll hear a lot more about that as we talk to Mark. Mark, we're really glad to have you and have you take the time today. I thought I'd I'd jump in with a question. You, You have spent quite a bit of time as a local pastor in a church in the OPC. And then several years ago, you made the shift to regional home missionary where you're involved in, I don't know, five, eight, 10 church plants and groups, and you're seeing a much broader picture of the church. And I wondered if we could start with you maybe reflecting a little bit on how your view of evangelism has been shaped and changed and challenged by that shift from from being in a local church and to now looking at a broader region and, and men being called in and groups being raised up, how has that shaped and challenged and you know formulated your view of outreach in the last several years? Well, thanks, Brad. I appreciate that. Um, certainly, I have had many more opportunities to uh, do a range of things, whether it be uh, to teach and to train alongside of uh, other ministers, or uh, maybe I serve as a coordinator to pull ministers and sessions together, and thereby uh, we have someone come in to do some training. Um, so there's been a little bit of a shift in sort of my role, uh, somewhat of a coordinator and a facilitator to to help along uh, with, with respects of uh, evangelistic outreach, that particular uh, matter of the mandate of the missionary mandate of the church, the evangelistic mandate of the church. I, I certainly as well uh, continue to, uh, you know, get my feet wet and, and jump into uh, the practical nitty gritty of uh, being out in the public square, uh, whether it be uh, a park setting, a campus setting, uh, in a neighborhood, door-to-door work, uh, or an in-home Bible study. And such things uh, do give me many more opportunities in light of my RHM work. But I will say this, um, before I relocated from Southern Oregon uh, to come here to Texas, the church family there, our OP church congregation there in Southern Oregon, had recently uh, moved into a new facility, a location, I should say it was a new, uh, an old facility, but a new location for us. And that put us right smack dab into a neighborhood, a large neighborhood. And right away, one of the ruling elders came up to me and said, hey, Mark, what can we do? to start facilitating some outreach ministry in that neighborhood. And that was absolutely outstanding to do that. Uh, We, in fact, did that. And I will say this, having had that experience for about two and a half to three years, uh, developing relationships in that new neighborhood for us, 
began to then color my own thoughts and perspectives and the various opportunities that would be ahead of me to now be a regional home missionary. So in some ways, my last two to three years there in Southern Oregon was instrumental in, in helping, in guiding, in giving a bit more experience that I could then bring here to Texas. And that has, you know, as, as well, given shape to my work and my work alongside of pastors, my work alongside of church planters. Um, so that's been a great benefit as well. So, you know, that's how I would answer that. So that time in Oregon prepped you for, for the broader view of the church and the broader work that you're doing. Could you uh, share with the audience a little bit about kind of how you think about outreach. What what types of, you and I have spent some time together at different OPC events, and, and we know each other and have talked about different uh, things that you're doing. But I'm wondering, as I think about that, share with us what has influenced you, what has shaped you? How do you think about outreach? I, I know you've been involved in you said getting your feet wet in different things. I know you've been in the public square. You've also been in the relational side. Just what what kind of flows out of you when you think about outreach in a reformed context and how do you even think about it, approach it, challenges, that type of thing? I, I will say this. I, I have been a lot more self-conscious about my pulpit work. Um, I still preach regularly, almost every Lord's Day. I'm in the pulpit somewhere. And I have become a lot more self-conscious about uh, keeping in mind that folks who are in the congregation, certainly nowadays, folks who may be listening to the sermon that's been recorded, to be very deliberate about setting forth the claims of Christ uh, in accord with the passage that I'm working from, but setting forth the claims of Christ and doing my very best uh, not to neglect the offer of the gospel to, to those within the sound of my voice, and particularly the instrumental means of the gift of faith and the role of faith that God so grants and gives as his gift, and thus by the means of faith to be united to Christ and to know what it is then to repent, to believe by the Spirit's power to be united to our Savior. And so thereby uh, to, to set forth uh, openly, plainly, uh, directly uh, such claims and uh, the provision that God gives by, by the matter of faith. So my preaching has I think, um, been much, much more deliberate about the fact of getting the gospel uh, out through the preached word on on the Lord's day. So that is certainly something that uh, I'm very conscious of. Then I, I see a range of, in, in areas of personal and, and pastoral ministry, I see a range beyond the pulpit of, of my work. Uh, the range meaning that I'm mindful that there will be some, not all, but there will be some within the congregation where I'm laboring. Uh, maybe there's the congregation where I am uh, either assisting or being a sounding board person to a church planter uh, or a pastor in an existing church where uh, there's a range of people and some will have very much on their minds matters of getting an invitation to someone to come underneath the sound of the gospel. And so 
I'm, I'm thoughtful about making practical and accessible uh, ways that invitations can get out. Uh, invitations can be, in fact, um, given. And so there'll be some in the congregation that need such guidance, help, you know, that sort of facilitating that expression of evangelistic work. But beyond that, uh, I, I think of I think of tools that can be available, whether it be on a back table and uh, of a church facility. Maybe a pastor, and, I, and I've done this, maybe a pastor will hold up a book or a tool that can be uh, certainly uh, a practical item. Again, a Sunday school class, I hold that book up. During the announcements, I hold that book up uh, or that practical tool that can then be used as a gift to give away. So not only is it a, a mere invitation to worship, but maybe there is a tool that I can put into the hands of someone else that they, in fact, can use uh, for ministry, for outreach, for discipleship, for disciple making. I'm also, uh, you know, I also think of the areas of where there are going to be some who are given to prayer. And so having a short list of five, six, seven, eight people, I used to do this back in Southern Oregon, where I would actually have all, many of them were ladies, um, probably at that time in their 70s. And I'm at that time, say, in my mid 50s or so. And uh, I would send out a quick prayer letter to them, maybe every other week, every three weeks. And I would update them on particular practical things to be praying about in the life of my ministry, which would include doing some outreach in this neighborhood I spoke of earlier uh, today. Uh, so engaging them for prayer and being a prayer warrior uh, with me and an intercessor on behalf of the work of the gospel in that, in that way. That's another form where some are getting involved in that way uh, for outreach. I also think of the matter where there are going to be some that I can begin to invite uh, to, to go with me. I, I'm going to reflect once again on my experience in Southern Oregon. We had anywhere from maybe two or three to as many as 12 that would come out on a Saturday morning for about an hour and a half. And we knew uh, as elders, we knew it was not everyone's cup of tea to go along. Uh, and so, but we made that available. We, we made it, we made it known that this was a regular Saturday appointment that the pastor and then one or two others who were pretty regular with me, they would be there, but then that could grow. That could grow to seven or eight, 12 or so. And so a smaller group of people who were actually getting more experience. And a lot of times that experience was simply to pray and to watch what was going on. And that expectation was made known to them. Um, we would we would have a brief 15, 20 minutes in the fellowship hall to pray together because we were going to go door to door and we were going to go out into that neighborhood. And we made assignments with streets and addresses, those sorts of things. We had our maps out and we certainly had all of our, our gospel literature with us. And for, for, for many times, it was simply to pray and to watch as others who were taking the initiative with such uh, doorstep courtesies and to knock on the door and to initiate the conversation and to be a hospitable person at the doorstep. And people would watch that. And we knew that was another way that people were gaining experience. And, and I was able to contribute to them as a pastor in, in that sort of form of training and equipping. We also, uh, once again, out in Southern Oregon, we would have someone who had um, particular expertise in uh, gospel ministry, evangelistic ministry, outreach ministry. 
and we would bring them in. And uh, I remember um, my last couple of years being there at the church. We had a gentleman come in and uh, he spent, I believe, a day and a half with us. And we probably had about 30 or more come out to that seminar that he did. And that was another uh, wonderful way of carrying out some training as well. And that, that was very, very beneficial. Um, I realize that people need to be equipped for their homes and hospitality. Um, I have done what I call a hospitality seminar, and I, I lean a great deal on one of my first pastors in the OPC. He would do that hospitality seminar. I've just, I've slightly, you know, revised some of his work and I use his work to this day. And sometimes I do an abbreviated uh, sort of course in that, or sometimes it's, it's an extended uh, course of material that I would do. So some people are learning to make friends uh, with their neighbors. And that's probably the last thing I'm going to say here is it's always my personal goal. It's always my personal goal that when when I'm in the public square at a park, at a town square, at a fair, um, maybe just on the street, or, and I'll certainly say this, when I am out going door to door, my number one goal is all to the glory of God all to see if they might be willing to come under the sound of the gospel for worship. But if I'm, if I may say this way, my practical thing that when I leave that doorstep, I want to be able in the two minutes or 20 or 30 minutes that the Lord would give me at that doorstep uh, to leave the opportunity to where I might, and a, and a brother or sister who's with me, I might be able to go back to them and have another visit. I, I always, always ask, may we stop back by? Would it be okay if we were to come by? If I and if I'm in the public square, is now I, I'll say something like this: I'm not, I'm not seeking to be pushy at all or impose, and I know we don't know each other all that well at all. But being a pastor in the area, I get the opportunity to speak with a lot of folks. Do you mind if uh, if I give you my phone number or maybe your phone number and I'd be happy to call you or text you? I'm trying to, my goal is to make an additional, uh, have an additional opportunity to begin building a friendship with that person. And, and Brad, I just kid you not, um, the Lord has richly blessed these opportunities Um Yes, many times they'll say, I, I'm, I'm just not interested. And I respect that. And I understand that. And that's okay. But there are a number of folks who would say, you know, Mark, you know, uh, that, that'd be fine. If you wanted to stop back by sometime, that'd be just fine. And then I do everything I can by the God's strength to go back and see them. And there have been, there have been occasions now where I've been back 12, 14, 16 times. I've, I've led an in-home Bible study. I, I met this brother and his, this dear man and his wife and children at the door. And I was able then to do a Bible study with them in their home, you know. So, um, and, and that's where I then start helping others go with me. Or I'll say, so-and-so, do you mind taking a turn? Because I know you know this family. Would you, would you take a turn? And go over, and this gentleman I'm thinking of that would go and do something like this on my behalf, he's been through the material with me before, and, and he's gone over to be able to lead something like that. So again, there's a range of ways and range of opportunities, and I know, you know, that's, I come back to the members, the, the, the gifts and the members that make up the body of Christ, and each having a niche and each having, you know, a way of uh, life experience and their, their, you know, who they are their background, their training, 
their their sense of uh, being able to make a contribution. And I respect all those spheres and all those applications. That's helpful. Um, the idea there that you said near the end about you start on somebody's doorstep with the intention of having another opportunity, and sometimes it leads to 10 or 12 or 14 opportunities. There's a lot of patience required there. I wonder, you can uh, avoid as many details or names as you want to say or don't want to say, but I wonder if you could share some real stories about how being patient and working on those paths has led to, you know, people becoming Christians, people being in the church, that type of thing. Yeah, patience, that is a huge, huge thing. And I, and I, and I, and I'll say it this way, there's likely not a day that after I have been out with a, another church planter or whomever it may be that I go out with and we're out in a park setting or whatever it might be. And the Lord allows us to have a few minutes or several minutes or um, a good half hour or 45 minutes with someone that I don't come home and I think, you know, I, I, I just, it's just, I, I don't have a, I don't have a strong suit. It's not a strong suit of mine, as we say, to be super sharp and quick on my feet. I, I come back home or I get back in the car and I say, you know, I know this is what that gentleman was asking. And, and I just didn't, I didn't listen well. I didn't get it. I didn't hear him well on what he was really asking me. And I got off track or, you know, or I, I just, I really fumble the ball and I do. And I mean that there, are, I, I, I've just have come back so many times saying, man, I, I wish, I just wish I had a sharper approach or I knew um, how to best answer someone or help them along. So I, that comes back to me with the patience thing a lot, patience in learning and patience in going in with the attitude. I've got to be, I got to keep exploring this. I do try to have, you know, my Bible ready, as we say, and, you know, uh, you know, sure. Yeah. There are some questions that folks ask us and, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's probably a, you know, there's probably a good passage here that I should keep in mind as I think about this particular topic. But still at the end of the day, I know there's actual exchange of conversation and I, I wish I, I had even more experience in, in working alongside of folks and getting to know them and being able to listen well. So now some, some, some things about the practical day-to-day. -day. Even in the last, um, in the last uh, 30 days or so, 30, 40 days, I have had two different occasions to go out door-to-door -door. Uh, one here in the city where where I live, and then uh, in another city uh, in northern Texas. And um, I will say this at the very outset. In both cases, going door to door, uh, the coronavirus, the COVID uh, virus, has done wonders for door to door. There are so many people at home right now. It's been, it's been amazing. And so, uh, whereas in the past, if I'm going out door to door, I, you know, I, I, I just kind of have in my mind, I mean, I certainly, we certainly pray and so on and so forth. And we depend upon the Lord about these things, but I have in my mind that, okay, if, if I see eight, 10, eight, 8%, 10%, 12% of the doors that I knock on that are home and people answer the door, that's a good day. That's been a good day. But another elder and I went out door to door uh, about a month ago, and uh, 
uh, we knocked on about 35, 38 homes in about an hour and a half or so. We were well into the 15, 16 range people home coming to the door. <laughs> it was amazing, you know. So we had a, we had a, we had an excellent experience at doing those things. Um, we, I did the same thing up in a northern part of Texas, North Texas, and uh, that particular day I went to 44 uh, households, 44 doors. And I, I had I had 15 conversations. I had two doorstep visits. That's what I call them, where it's an extended visit beyond introducing myself and the courtesies of letting them know that I'm here with a brand new church in town that's getting started. And may I leave some literature with them. So getting beyond the permission, asking permission to leave literature with them, uh, a doorstep visit, two of those turned into uh, such rapport at that moment of asking if we might pray for the household over something and we did we were able to pray with two families uh, at the door there and both of those were health needs and so uh, that was encouraging and then i had one ex extended conversation uh, with a man probably uh, late 30s early 40s and he had questions. He had questions about demonology. He had questions about the role of the devil. Um, and I just did my best. I did my best. I did open my Bible. I referenced a few verses with him. Uh, but I did my very best to answer some of his questions. And so what I wanted to begin with in just answering this question, Brad, is that, you know, it's, it's the matter of, you know, being purposeful and intentional. I do take... Uh, you know, I, I, I make sure, I make so very sure. And again, I, I want to stop real fast. I lean upon men who have trained me. These are not my ideas. I lean on men who have trained me. Uh, I keep my hands very visible when I'm at the door. Uh, they're not in my pockets. Uh, I do not mind holding a pencil in my hand. I always have a little yellow tablet. I don't mind that being in full display. I, I just, I'm just open with people. I'm just transparent. Um, if I have if I have the church's literature with me, such and such name of the church location, it's in a it's a card or a pamphlet. It's very visible. I actually hold it up uh, as I've knocked on the door. They see exactly who I am. Oh, okay, he's with a church. He's uh, with some religion. I do not mind that at all. Everything is up front, and I'm always we you know wanting to be you know courteous. Uh, I, I introduce myself right away. And uh, and I just tell them why I'm at the door right away, and and we're new. I'm with a new church that's getting started in town. We we're just you know three streets over. Whatever I can say about that, and then I leave some literature with them. <clears throat> and then when I do ask permission to come back, now in this case I'm taking notes, and like in this case in this one northern city up in North Texas, uh, I turned over detailed notes um, to the church plant. And I, I wanted them to know exactly where I had been, um, the addresses, names, if I could get names. Uh, you know, only in the course of, of visiting with someone, I would get a name. And uh, any, any circumstances I knew about that person, uh, whether religious background or questions they asked me and so on and so forth. And that's very, very helpful. And I try to leave that information uh, with the church plant or the church planter so there can be that kind of follow-up take place. Um, I have... Uh, uh, I'll tell you a couple more stories. I, <clears throat> you know, the Lord has been so good and kind. Um, I happened to be out door to door uh, one day, and uh, I met a dear man named Josh. Uh, he has an engineering background, 
and he had many, many questions for me that particular day. And I was able to go back to see Josh three or four times, and we would visit there at his doorstep. And that's what it was. It was at the doorstep, and I was okay with that. Um, I always wanted to be deferential and thoughtful and courteous about his own home and his wife and so on and so forth. So just in the course of meeting him going door to door, he told me about his religious background a little bit. Uh, I told him about a new church getting started. I left literature with him and I did ask if I might be able to do a return visit. He said, Mark, anytime you want to stop back by, you may. And so I had gone back to him three or four times. Well, later that afternoon, I, I gave my wife a call and I said, um, I said, Peggy, um, you know, I still have some daylight hours. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and go on down to a restaurant and I'm just going to plant myself there in the restaurant. And I, and I want you to know, Brad, that um, you know, whenever I do this, my stomach is kind of turning, you know, my palms are sweaty. It's not, this is, this is nothing that just is smooth as silk for me. It is not that way at all. Uh, but I'm in the restaurant and I'm sitting down in at the table and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying, you know, uh, in, in my heart, my mind, offering prayer to God about maybe there's someone at this restaurant that I might be able to leave some literature with or introduce myself and invite them to worship. And a man came in to the restaurant and, and, um, uh, you know, I, I later found out he's, he's in his, uh, you know, kind of mid late forties. And I thought about approaching him and, uh, and he made his order at the restaurant. He picked up his order and he started to leave. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that's not going to work out. But he came back in. He came back into the restaurant. He didn't actually leave. He came back in. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead and walk over to him. So I walked, I left my table. I walked over to him and I said, excuse me. Um, I said, I, I certainly don't want to impose right now. I know you're here at the restaurant. Uh, but my name is Mark Sumter and I'm with a, a brand new church getting started. And in fact, our church is so new, we don't even have our own building. But if you look through the windows of the restaurant here and you look across the street, that's where we meet for worship. And he said, oh, yeah, I, I know about that place. He knew about the facility, the building where we meet. And I just simply said, uh, again, my name is Mark. And, and sir, your name? He says, my name is Robert. And I said, hi, Robert. And I said, D Robert, do you mind if I just leave some literature with you about, about the church? He said, no, that's fine. You can do that. So I handed him uh, our card that had information on our website on it and things like that. And then I just said to Robert, I said, you know, Robert, I used to be a hospital chaplain. And I said, it was always a great pleasure of mine just to get to know people and to, you know, get acquainted with them and to visit with them. And I said, if you'd ever like to visit, I'd be happy to visit with you, uh, you know, at some time of, yeah, that's convenient for you. And I said, you know, you can reach me right here off the card. My, my information's right here off of this card. And Robert turned to me at that point and he said, uh, he said, you know, I need to talk to a pastor and I need to talk to a pastor right now. And so we talked in the restaurant for about 45 minutes that day. And then uh, Robert told me about where he worked. And he said, if you wanted to come by and call on me at my job, he's a, he's a small business owner. He said, you can do that, Pastor Mark. And so I have called on Robert many times. I've gotten to know his wife. My wife has gotten to know her. Um, he has come to worship. I mean, he's come to worship probably, I'm going to say, uh, about eight to 10 times over the past year and a half. He comes from a Roman Catholic background. And, um, and we've, you know, we, we have been, I have been just completely transparent and super deliberate of getting 
the gospel in, in its, in its, you know, if I may say it this way, in a full way of, of walking him through why the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world and what was his purpose and, and to, 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 uh, to really hook in to the lessons of, of the, the, the biblical narratives of the gospel lessons itself and, and explaining things. He has heard a great deal about the claims of Christ and he's come back to worship. He's come to worship multiple times, as I've said. Um, now, I wish I could say to this, to this day that Robert has made a profession of faith. Now, you know, the Lord is the Lord, um, but I'm not aware personally about that. But I just had another phone conversation with him probably about uh, three to four weeks ago, a lengthy phone conversation with him. I had not seen him in worship lately. And, um, you know, we text back and forth. I'll, I'll drop in to his place of business because he's given me that permission to do. Um, but I hadn't, we hadn't seen him in a while. And, and he knew that. And he was, he was grateful for the phone call. And we talked for quite a while and so on and so forth. And that's been very good. Let me tell you one more story. Sure. Um, uh, I, I, we're going door to door. I have a seminary student with me. Uh, this dear man is a seminary student and uh, he wanted to gain some experience and, and get out like that. And so we're going door to door and uh, this dear man comes to the door and he's one that I alluded to uh, a little while ago. Um, he comes to the door and we introduce ourselves. My name is Mark Sumter. This is Eric and uh, we're with a brand new church here in town and uh, we're just out meeting our neighbors. And when particularly we're, 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 we're giving away some information about the church. May we, may we leave something with you today, sir? And he said, sure, that'd be fine. And so um, we, we handed him the literature. We talked just a little bit more about our proximity because the building again is less than a half a mile, a quarter mile from his neighborhood. And we just wanted to make sure he knew where it was and that would not be a hardship on his part to find us. And um, so we were beginning actually to kind of wrap things up at the doorstep there, um, just in terms of not wanting to be overbearing or insensitive to his situation. But, but Eric decided to ask him if there was something we could pray about. And his name is James. And, and James says, absolutely. And he gave us a health need to pray about. So we prayed with James about that health matter. And then I went ahead and asked James, James, do you mind if we stop back by? And he said, he said, no, that'd be just fine if you wanted to do that. Well, James and Whitney and their three children, we have had uh, many, many visits with them. And um, patience, it's been patience. Uh, it probably went about four months before we could actually meet with the whole family and uh, have dinner with them. And that did happen. But uh, we just were discerning. Uh, over time, they needed time. They needed um, more, um, you know, friendship and courtesies and to build trust and so on and so forth. And so um, I would say then uh, maybe about two months after that dinner, I mean, I would go back and see them at the door. Um, I started texting with James and he was replying and texting me. They, they had come to worship, I would say, within the first six months, maybe once, maybe twice. It was, it's been very, very infrequent for them. But I'd say about two or three months after having that dinner with them and the Lord was giving more rapport with them, I went ahead and just stepped out at that point. So now we're talking probably about seven, eight months into this visit that I went ahead and asked him, I said, would you be interested in a Bible study in your home? 
And they said, yes. And wow. so I went ahead and started that eight week, nine week Christianity Explored video series with them. So it, it takes you through the essentials, the basics of the gospel of Mark. And it's on video. Um, they are every, uh, uh, sorry, the, the parents and the two teenage girls, they had the student guides. And so, you know, I made sure they had Bibles and, and, and Brad, these are the folks where I can remember that first Bible study. I opened my Bible and I said, now, now do you see these big numbers? These, these big numbers are what we call chapters. And then those those tiny ones, those little ones, those are sentences, and we'll we'll some we'll call them verses. And so um, they said, okay, okay. But well, we made sure they had Bibles, and we made sure they could at least find the Gospel of Mark and 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 know how the the chapters look and the little how the printed page looks for their Bible. And then we have gone through the Christianity Explored series with them. And like I say, they probably have come to worship. They've come less frequently than Robert has. They, they have come to worship. They, they've come to one or two uh, special events we've done at the church. But that's been, you know, that's been a slow, bite-size, um, you know, go back and see how they're doing, keep building rapport, lead them in the Word of God, use Christianity Explored as the vehicle to facilitate discussion and learning. And then, you know, have prayer with them. Uh, I, I was actually going over there on Sunday afternoons. We have two worship services here uh, where we live in Southwest Houston. And so uh, we have an after an evening service at 5 p.m. I'd go over to their house at 3, and I'd spend about an hour with them, hour and 10 minutes. Uh, but Sunday, my Sunday afternoons would be with them. Um, wonderful opportunities, and I thank the Lord for them. I still have contact with, with James and his family. And uh, I know that the, the virus matter that's hit has been a hardship for them in terms of they've been a little bit more cautious about things. And I understand that. Um, but uh, we did, I did stop back by there probably about three weeks ago and we took them a gift, uh, my wife and I. And, but, you know, we're, it's just building, you know, building that ministry and seeing how God will open up the doors and open up opportunities for that. So those are some things that have been happening. Well, thanks for your time, Mark. We really appreciate hearing both the thoughts behind the work that you're doing, but also some of those stories that you told us. And I think it'll be helpful for people to maybe even get a window into life of a regional home missionary in the OPC. So thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Uh, very good, Brad. It's been a great pleasure to be with you and what an honor. Thanks so much. That's it for today's episode. You can go to the website at outwardopc.com to check out more resources. And you can sign up for our email list where you will receive notifications when new things are available. Until then, We'll see you next episode.